I am the man that has seen affliction by the rod of God's wrath. I remember my affliction and my wandering. The bitterness and the gall, I well remember them, and my soul is downcast within me. Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Welcome to the Broken Book Podcast. We're your hosts, Amanda and Sam. And we're ready again this week to appreciate, dissect, criticize, defend, and generally nerd out about the Bible. One thing that's awesome about the progressive radical Christian movement is that we've made peace with the secular world. We work with them towards justice and harmony, and we recognize the goodness and godliness of people who might not share our exact faith heritage. But there is a place where radical progressive Christianity should push back against secular culture. My proposal is that we should push against the concept of hard atheism, which is defined as the denial of the existence of any deities, such as the statement, there is no God. And we should encourage our secular friends to reconsider the implications of the label atheist. Hard atheism in the 21st century is outdated and reductive, and it's no longer useful. More than that, hard atheism accidentally silences alternative or progressive voices. Now, first of all, I'm going to go over some clarifications before I make my argument. First, this is not a criticism of people who aren't religious. What I am saying is that the people who do not believe in a god should not say that there is no god. Two, I'm very, very cool with what's called soft atheism, which means a lack of belief in gods. Under soft atheism, gods may technically exist under certain definitions, but you choose not to have belief or credit in them. So you can say you do not believe in god, but you don't have to automatically deny the existence of my God, for instance. I think soft atheism is beautiful and wonderful, and there should be more of it in the world. My request is that if you are a soft atheist, please identify yourself as such and encourage others to do so as well. Because weak atheism is drastically different and drastically more tolerant than hard atheism. Also, on a philosophical level, postmodern soft atheism does not closely resemble the metaphysics of modernist hard atheism. Unfortunately, in our current culture, the word atheist typically implies hard atheism. So when I meet someone and they say that they're an atheist, I often think they're a hard atheist. And some people who might identify as atheist might not have thought through the implications of that, what that word means to other people. Because as a progressive Christian, what it means when I mean atheist often means that they will assume that my God does not exist, even when they have no idea or maybe never even encountered conception of what I believe. And that hurts. And some atheists might not know the differences between hard and soft atheism and may not even know how to identify. But keep in mind that right here, right now, the word atheism connotates hard atheism, much the same way the word Christianity connotates conservative Christianity. Even people who do not identify as atheist are still coded with atheist presuppositions 
and likely still think of their faith in terms of a theism-atheism binary. One last third qualifier. Here I am critiquing hard atheism as a concept. This isn't specifically a criticism of new atheism or atheist internet trolls who make fun of me on Twitter. I'm, I'm not here to debate Dawkins or Dennett or do the whole four horsemen thing. I don't think those voices are representative of most hard atheists in secular communities. So I guess I'm critiquing a concept, not a cultural movement. So on to the argument. And I'm going to start the argument with a little bit of a backstory. I went to a moderate conservative Christian college, and I miss college so, so much. It was an amazing, wonderful time in my life. As a religion major and philosophy minor, I was surrounded by these amazing people who were often coming from quite evangelical backgrounds, but they were really into theology and into the Bible and into exploring what their faith meant. And the atmosphere is intoxicating. Constantly new ways of thinking about the Bible, new ways of thinking about God, people expanding their horizons, people geeking out about Kierkegaard, people discovering the ecstatic mysticism of Julian of Norwich, or uh, finding a fierce call for social improvement and justice and change in Amos, or, or finding useful healing patterns in the liturgical calendar. And... I swear I've seen this maybe 70 times or so, people getting more and more excited about their faith, finding more and more ways religion relates to their lives, and then it stops. Two or three years into the journey, people lose their faith. They lose their faith because they've gone too far. They recognize that they don't believe what they used to believe. What They don't believe what their parents taught them, what they heard at church. And this gets equated to not believing in God anymore. Religious energy goes away and the new radical fun ways of encountering God get lost in the shuffle. There is this dreadful cultural expectation and assumption that people with divergent conceptions of God are not really religious. Now, Southern Baptist, now that's real religion. Pantheism, Christian existentialism, not so much. That's not real faith. What makes conservative religion real religion and progressive religion fake religion? Why do people lose their faith when they become too radical? I think the culprit is a culturally accepted atheist slash theist binary that convinces people that they need to choose. And I think hard atheism has codified and normalized this binary. And it's forcing people to prematurely cut their ties to faith tradition. So let's take a closer look at hard atheism. In hard atheism, theism, the belief in gods, is not true. There is no god and there are no gods. To accept hard atheism, you have a dual burden of proof. First, you have to define theism to find what a god is. And then you have to prove that entity does not exist, or at least that it, it, that it isn't really a god. And therein lies the problem, because there is no true definition of god. 
the entire course of philosophical and theological history has never come across a definition of God that everyone can agree on. Whenever the topic comes up, I try to ask my hard atheist friends, how do you define God? How do you define the God you reject? And I, I've never gone the same answer twice. And every definition of God ignores God's people care about. For example, I've heard God defined as an all-powerful entity, which implies that omnipotence is required for Godhood. Yeah, sure, omnipotence is important, but most gods aren't omnipotent. For example, Poseidon's really cool and really awesome, but he only really does see stuff. And in fact, in virtually all pagan societies and cultures, the gods have their own little sphere of influence and do not have control or power over the whole world. And then there's recent developments in process theology where God is specifically not coercive and does not have the power to force people to do their will. And in my interpretation of the Bible, God isn't omnipotent either. In Hebrew scripture, God is very strong, but God is often reactive rather than proactive. In the New Testament, God is even weaker. Demons have more power and control in the modern times than God. Now, sometimes God seems omnipotent in the Bible. God's omnipotent in Job, maybe somewhat in Ezekiel and Daniel, but for the most part, God is a force in the universe rather than the force in the universe. Even many modern evangelicals and fundamentalists who might say they believe in omnipotence in practice see a God who has severe limitations. Okay, so that definition doesn't work, but let's look at another common definition, which is a higher being with consciousness. Well, some people have worshipped geographic locations, such as rivers or mountains, which do not necessarily have a brain or a mind. A lot of people who identify as being pantheists, as in believing the whole world is God, a lot of those people don't think that world has a necessary consciousness. The ancient Nabataeans in Petra worshipped non-anthropomorphic gods represented by abstract geometric shapes. These deities may well not have possessed a mind or a consciousness in a traditional sense. Uh, according to some Hegelians, God does not yet have consciousness, but is slowly gaining consciousness, and the course of human history is essentially God waking up. In ancient Greek philosophy, Platonic forms were often considered divine, though they lacked any consciousness or any agency, and they couldn't interact with the world at all. Even, even in classical theism, traditional Nicene Christianity, what the original Catholics, Orthodox, and Protestants believed, God is unchanging, eternal, impassable, and utterly simple. That means God cannot change their mind, and God cannot be impacted by the world around them. God is almost pure eternal presence. And that does not sound like any kind of consciousness I've ever encountered. And as for myself, I see God as sometimes having a consciousness, sometimes having a brain, and sometimes not. God flows in and out of various forms of realities. So... So that definition of God is too weak to cover the concept of God. Um, and I guess another definition for theism is a supernatural entity or force of some kind. 
a lot of hard atheists think faith in God means belief in magic. The theist-atheist debate is often framed as a clash between the natural and the supernatural, which is complete bollocks. Plenty of atheists use magic and believe in magic, and there are plenty of theists who are strict naturalist materialists. Some, for example, might see God as being metaphorical or an emotion. In Enlightenment philosophy, God was often defined as kind of the force of science, the rules of nature. God is almost math. Friedrich Schleiermacher, the kind of father of liberal religion, successfully reconciled a naturalist science god with classical theism and created really a totally new category of religion. And it's hard to classify him as theist or atheist because those distinctions just don't work very well. There is an extremely useful religious label which I hope becomes more widespread. It's called ignosticism. That's I-G-ignostic. The word was coined by a humanist reconstructionist rabbi. Ignostics say that there is no definition of God, so debate over the existence of God don't mean anything. I love, 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 love this label, especially because it can be shared equally by religious and secular people. Personally, I am an agnostic theist. Other people can be agnostic non-theists. And these theological definitions do not contradict or clash with each other. There are just so many awesome possibilities of God out there, possible ways of constructing and defining the divine. And whenever we try to define God, we limit the potential of God. We ignore other definitions. When we define God or theism, no, no matter how we define it, we are silencing people. We are telling people that their religion is not really religion, that their God is not really a God. And that the people who get silenced the most are the smaller religions minority religions. When religion is defined as theism versus atheism in an American context, the groups that are ignored are foreign religious belief systems, pagan belief systems, mystical beliefs, folk religion, postmodern religion, the occult, progressive or radical religion. It's the outsiders, the outsiders who don't fit in with the neat and tidy definitions of theos, of God, we are the ones who get overlooked. I guess I have a personal stake in this debate, and maybe it's because I'm lucky. Even though I've been in many, many different conservative Christian circles, no Christian has ever told me that I'm not a Christian. No Christian has ever denied my right to my faith. But so many hard atheists, including my closest friends, have told me that I don't really believe in God. They see fit to define God for me and tell me that my religion doesn't match their standards. And that's really painful for me. And I don't understand what gives atheism the privilege to define God for the religious. It's so hard to have a powerful, important relationship with God when you have an unconventional belief system. Because people don't get what you're talking about. It's not a live possibility in their worldview.
and I get constantly lumped in with other groups that don't match what I live my life for. And it becomes so much harder to find a community of people I can sing songs and pray with. I don't just have to justify my religion. I have to justify that my religion actually is a religion. An issue with atheism, even weak atheism, is that it's very concept, the, the very word atheism, it implies a dualism between atheistic worldview and an atheistic worldview. And this is a false binary. When atheists say they do not believe in a god, they are making presuppositions about what or who God is. And at least for hard atheists, their definition of God tends to be a conservative, traditional God. And that's why atheists say that I don't believe in God, because I inconvenience their theology. And here's the great irony. Fundamentalist Christianity and hard atheism benefit each other. Hard atheism often defines the fundamentalist God as the true false God. If the rejection of a fundamentalist God is atheism, then God is fundamentalist. A fundamentalist atheist binary destroys the middle ground. This is why so many awesome people I know are hurt because their spiritualism is shrugged off and considered invalid because true, real religion is conservative and true, real secularism is hard atheist. I am so done with the theism-atheism war. It's just hurting people. And these words don't mean anything. If you dislike conservative religion, then progressive religion is an awesome tool. We can be great allies. Just stop saying our gods aren't valid. Unfortunately, I don't think fundamentalists are ever going to give up the fight. But fortunately, many secular people have chosen to define themselves as nuns rather than as atheists or hard atheists. And I do appreciate that. However, I think that maybe hard atheism is normative in secular spaces, even among the nuns, or the weak atheists, or the spiritual but not religious, or even maybe among liberal Christians. Hard atheism is normative. I see an underlying assumption that there are no true gods. The most acceptable forms of secular spirituality avoid concepts or beliefs that might trigger or contradict hard atheistic presuppositions. I think this may be why secular spirituality is often vague and nonspecific. It's trying not to resemble religion or dialogue itself too closely with theology. And that's just another unfortunate side effect of the atheist-theistic binary. This may also be why people with detailed, vivid descriptions of the divine still identify as agnostic, despite having a whole lot of gnosis. And, alas, many who are born into conservative Christian spaces think conservative Christianity is normative as well. Lots of folks are unaware of the diversity and creativity of Christianity. So they stay in their churches 
that are too dogmatic for them because they consider atheism to be the alternative because of the binary. And they do not want to lose their religion. They value religion. They have respect for their religion. They still have a relationship with Jesus. And I truly think there are millions upon millions of Christians who are heretical and postmodern and radical in their private thoughts, but they don't have a cultural space to explore these horizons. Liberal religious groups are smaller and weaker now than they've been in a hundred years. And I think the binary is largely responsible because liberal religion stopped being considered real religion. So there are probably millions of Christians who would love to explore alternative conceptions of God, but they don't realize that's allowed. And there are probably millions of secular people who feel spiritually incomplete, but who won't explore and commit to content-rich theological traditions. Because fundamentalism and hard atheism remain normative, even though most religious people are not true believing fundamentalists, and most secular people are not hard atheists. Now, as kind of a postscript, I will acknowledge that there are certain people who identify as Christian atheists. And this term has a lot of meaning in some theological traditions. For example, in the death of God theology, and I know that Pete Rollins does a lot of interesting work with the non-existence of a Christian God. I may not always agree with these traditions, but they have a lot of juicy content, and I like them. But I, I've met a dozen or so people who identify as Christian atheists or as non-theistic Christians. And many of them have active, vibrant, often historical conceptions of God. When they talk about God, they are talking about something. And perhaps the atheist adjective is empowering and healthy for some of them. I'm sure it is. But I fear that some people deny their theism because of a certain sense of shame. The pervasive idea that the real God is the conservative God, so any other kind of God is unreal. I hope people have pride in what they believe in. Religion can be awesome. Get the word out. And, and outside of the Christian context, I also should acknowledge that for some, the word atheist is a proud and important identity label. For many, it stands for the liberating freedom from toxic religion. It represents enlightenment, a passion for skepticism and science. It's freedom. That's all too beautiful to ever cast off. I'm excited to see where atheism and post-atheism can go. Because atheism can maintain its values while supporting and exploring religion and the religious. I expect that atheists will be at the forefront of breaking down the theist-atheist binary. Atheists can support spiritual and religious exploration as allies, even as they choose not to commit. Atheism can support theism. The lack of belief in gods does not need to be defined as the rejection of other people's beliefs. For the time being, I would encourage atheists to clarify what they mean by their atheism and try to help make the world a more validating space for alternative conceptions of God. As for progressive religious people, when we do believe in gods, 
let's be proud of that and excited by that and let's share that. And let's challenge our hard atheist, soft atheist and secular friends to consider what they mean when they define the word God. Folks, let's trash the atheism-theism binary. It's not a thing. It doesn't mean anything. Let's get over it.